Welcome to Ennisbrook Church. We hope this message from our sex and location pastor, Jared Lieberzeit, empowers and encourages you. To hear more from our church, make sure you subscribe or visit our website at ennisbrook.co.nz for a service near you. Welcome to church to everybody. Uh, it is great to have you here. Huge, huge welcome to anyone that's here for the first time. and Or if you haven't been in a long time, it's great to have you back with us today. And uh, awesome to be joining online as well with anyone that's tuning in. Welcome to church. And can we just say as well, a very special welcome to our entire Wellington location that is actually tuning in right now. Uh, it's so great to have you guys joining us. We just want to say we love you and we're praying for you and uh, we have you back. And it's great to have you with us today. I hope that you're doing well and that uh, Kim and Jess are leading the service well there for you today. Uh, listen, my name's Jared Lieberzeit. If we haven't met, it'd be great to meet you today after the service. Let's make sure we, that that happens because I just, I want, I want some more friends. So that'd be amazing. Um, I'm excited today to share some thoughts with you. And uh, uh, we, we are finishing a series that we've been on for the past couple of weeks called uh, Silence and Solitude a spiritual practice and uh, we have been kind of on this journey and we've heard some great thoughts um, about silence and solitude and what it means for us to build our relationship with Jesus by being silent. So I thought that today, um, you know, we should, we should, when we've learnt a lot about it, but today we should practice it. So I was thinking, I don't know how you guys feel about it, 30 minutes. <laughs> Just going to turn the lights off. I'm going to sit there. no. The pastor didn't want to prep anything this week, you know. <laughs> oh, it'd be so good. Um, that's a joke, by the way. <sighs> I have some thoughts here. And I want to actually read, um, I want to read some Scripture today. And uh, I want to share some thoughts. And I'm believing that God wants to speak to some of us. Um, God's been speaking to me. And I know that whenever we gather in these moments, that God wants to share something with not just the church as a group, but as for you as an individual as well. Is anybody ready for that? Anyone expecting for that today? This is Psalm 91, all 16 verses. Okay, let's start here. This is, this is, I mean, this is all we really need. We just need this Psalm. Read along with me. It is on the screen. It says this, Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Shadow, translated into Hebrew, means protection, the protection of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord that He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the foulest snare and from the deadly pestilence. Everyone say pestilence. Yeah, what a word. He will cover you with His feathers and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and your rampart. You will not fear the terror of night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. A thousand may fall at your side, 10,000 at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will only observe it with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked. If you say that the Lord is my refuge, refuge and you make the most high your dwelling, no harm will overtake you. No disaster will come near your tent for he will command his angels concerning you to guard you in all of your ways. 
They will lift you up in their hands so that you will not strike your foot against the stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent because He loves me, says the Lord. I will rescue Him. I will protect Him for He acknowledges my name. He will call on me and I will answer Him. I will be with Him in trouble. I will deliver Him and honour Him. With long life, I will satisfy Him and show Him my salvation. Amen. Amen. Anyone thankful for God's refuge and protection? Anyone grateful that He is our fortress and our strong tower, that He is commanding His angels concerning us, that He answers when we call and He is the God of our true salvation. And I love this, that today He calls us and is calling us to dwell in the most high place. He calls us to dwell in the most high place. And this morning, I want to unpack the idea that you and I are invited to a grace-filled relationship with God that allows us to be so intimately close to Him, that we don't need to work for it, that we don't have to try and gain the access for it, that we don't have to hustle and bustle to get it, but that we actually already have it. We have it already. In fact, the relationship that we have with Jesus is an already opened gift. Ephesians 2 verse, uh, I think it's 4 or maybe 8, says this, that for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. No, but it is what? It is a gift of God. Psalm 91 is an amazing insight into the protection of God but it is also a big directive that we are to dwell with God, that we're to dwell with Him. It's a promise for God's people. It's a promise for us today that if we are to dwell, if we dwell, whoever dwells receives protection, care and comfort. And I really had this word drop on my heart that if we are the ones who are able to dwell in the Most High, if we are the ones who can dwell with Him, then we can be assured everything's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. And I don't know if someone needs to hear that in 2022 on this day of daylight savings. By the way, congratulations on making it to church. You've done so well. Can we put our hands together for ourselves? I feel like I've been here since yesterday. Uh, But I just felt like in 2022, some people needed to hear that, that everything is going to be okay. Everything's going to be all right. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High, they abide under the shadow of the Almighty, knowing His protection, His comfort and His care. A disciple of Jesus dwells in the Most High. A disciple of Jesus knows what it means to wait on Jesus. A disciple knows what it is to be in close proximity and a follower of Jesus is just good at being with Jesus. Charles Spurgeon says this, every child of God looks towards the inner sanctuary and the mercy seat, yet all do not dwell in the most holy place. They run to it at times and they enjoy occasional approaches, but they do not habitually reside in the mysterious presence. Spurgeon points out that many Christians these days, they, they have started to know about Jesus. They know the name. They maybe understand the story and, and, and the, the image of what, who Jesus Christ is, but they don't really know Him well. I don't really know Him well. 
Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I wanted to ask the question today for all of us in the room, for us online as well. Is your relationship with God based on dwelling with Him or are you just visiting occasionally? Are you at home with Him uh, or are you just visiting every now and then when you can or, or when it suits? We, um, we had a family member pop past our house recently and something um, very strange happened. Uh, it was quite a, quite a shock to us, actually. And uh, I want to tell you um, about what happened. Full disclosure, by the way, this story is about Alicia's parents, okay? Um, Mark and Liz, um, they're not in the room, so let's talk about them. <laughs> so honouring. Um, they were coming around to our house, okay? And uh, we were just hanging out as a family, myself, Alicia, and the kids in the living room. And uh, we knew they were coming around. They had to drop something off to us, okay? And so they, uh, they, they roll around. They, they drive into the driveway, and we hear them get to the door. And then Brioni, our, um, our daughter, goes, opens the door to, to let them in. And uh, they give Brioni the thing that they were dropping off. I think it was a book or, or something like that. And, and, and then the next part is crazy. Uh, you'll, you'll be shocked to hear this. Um, they then just shut the door and walked back out of the house, got back in their car, and started to reverse out the driveway. It's not really that serious, but uh, for us it is. See, with the Greening uh, family, it is assumed that if you're ever going to go around to a family member's house, that you must have a cup of tea <laughs> and some sneaky slice. You know what I mean? <laughs> Uh, so we get the jug on, right? We are literally assuming that that's what's about to go down. Okay, we're about to have some fellowship, some family time. We're going to hang out for a little bit, okay? And so when they open the door and they have a moment and talk to Brioni, whatever, but they don't even come inside to say hello, let alone stay and hang out with us. Like we were shocked, right? So, they, so, so we all run outside, okay? No joke get out on the driveway and Alicia's like, hey! She's like, where are you going? What's going on? Like, this isn't what we do. And Alicia's like, are you busy? Or are you too busy for us? I think that's what you asked. And they're like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were just like, we've got to go to town. We're going, we're going to town. And, and uh, I, I distracted. Um, I, I started talking to Mark about golf, and uh, I was telling him about I was telling him about Pat Shone's latest golf scores. Okay, and like, let's just be honest, the guy's he's found a groove. So you know, like whatever. And, and he, it kept them there for a little bit, but then they had to go because they had to go and buy like a puffer jacket or something like that. Okay, shout out to Katmandu. <laughs> Mark and Liz, though, they're truly amazing. Love them, and they definitely. Do have a lot of cups of tea. Cups of tea with us. It's great. Um, but I, I share that to illustrate an idea, and maybe to point out that sometimes we can treat our relationship with Jesus like that. Like all these spiritual practices we've been talking about over the year, that just drop off and pick up options. That they're just things that we're just popping in for. Oh, I'm just. I can't stay long. I'm just dropping something off. I got people to see and I got places to be or places to be and people to see. I'll get what I need, but I, I gotta, I've just got to keep moving. And I fear that some of us have maybe turned our relationship with Jesus into something that is a little bit more transactional than it really should be. Just a quick prayer in the morning. I hope I have a good day. Oh, just like, you know, one worship song on the way to work. 
If you live in Wellington, maybe three or four worship songs. If you're in Nelson, it's you know, not much more than that. It's like five minutes to everywhere. You know, just, just uh, it's got to Friday and oh my gosh, I haven't opened up the Word. I better open up the Word. Oh, it's all good though. I'll make up for it and I'll go to church on Sunday for the first time this month. And, and we start to do these things and it feels like we've made our relationship with Jesus about making these transactions. It's a transactional relationship. I give what I think you need so that I can hopefully get something back from you. Here's a bit of worship, tick. Here's a bit of prayer. Yep, sweet. Here's a bit of servanthood and generosity. I did that once last month and so I'm good. Here's a bit of silence and solitude. What the heck is that? How do I do that? I wanted to just encourage us this morning. We shouldn't be living like that. We should be dwelling. We should be dwelling. I mean, that's what silence and solitude is. It's, it's just learning how to just be, right? We've learned that. It's learning how to be, to be silent enough that you can listen and to be okay with being in solitude because that's what restores our soul. It's what restores our soul. Psalm 91 says that whoever dwells will know his protection, his comfort and care. He doesn't just want you doing things. He wants you dwelling. He wants us dwelling. He wants us to just dwell. The word dwell means to live in. It's a state of living. It's a way of living. It's just a way of, of doing life. This is not about something that we do, but it's about who we are. It's about who we are. The story of um, Mary and Martha comes to mind, and you might be familiar with this story. It's a great story. It's a great moment in the Scripture. But Jesus comes to Mary and Martha's house, right? And, and He's like, you know, just coming to hang out and, and chat, talk about some things. And the story goes that while Jesus is talking, sharing, investing into this group of people that would have been gathered at this house in this moment of time, that Martha, 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 she's in the background. She's doing what? She's working. She's prepping the food. She's got the Dyson out and she's vacuuming and the 30 seconds spray and walk away. And she's sorting, why would she be doing that? I don't know, it's not, not the right time for that. That's ridiculous. But Martha then is wondering why Mary, right, isn't helping. And we see Mary is sitting with Jesus. Mary's just sitting, hanging out, listening to what Jesus has to say. Martha gets upset. And then Jesus says to Martha, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. Martha needs to learn a lesson she needs to stop doing so much and start to just dwell with Jesus, to start to dwell with Jesus. Martha is a doer, Mary is a dweller, and Jesus says dwelling is better, okay? Jesus says dwelling is better. So you have this image, and, and here's Mary, and what's she doing? She's just sitting with Jesus. She's just sitting with Him, right? And I just, I just love that image today. She's sitting with him. Jesus says to us, stay a little bit. He says, slow down a little bit. He says, just, just take a moment and, and sit for a little bit. Just sit for a tiny bit if you can. And so, um, so I brought a seat with me to church today. And um, this, is a, this is from our house. And uh, if you're a part of our Connect group, um, you know that these seats, there's two of these at our house, they're like the seat that, that everyone just tries to get, you know, like if they race for the seat. I don't know why. It's not as comfortable as it looks, 
Okay, it's, it's an awkward seat. Uh, but anyways, I brought it. And that's, that's that. <laughs> I wanted to bring it though. I, I don't think this is just a normal seat. I think that today, this is kind of like a bit of a heavenly seat. All right? Something very special about this seat. I think that this seat, in a way, represents dwelling in the most high place. And it's amazing. You can just buy it from farmers. Like, that's incredible. You know, if you want it, just go and buy it. But I, I love this, this thought today that for us to do Christianity well, we have to get really good at, um, at just sitting down. Okay? Picture, picture Mary. Martha's in the background, hustling and bustling, you know, just like banging pots together and stuff. And Mary's just sitting and is just listening to what Jesus has to say. This full scripture of Ephesians 2, starting at verse 4, is just absolutely amazing. And I want to read it. This is on the screen. Um, it says, But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. It says that by grace you have been saved. And listen, raised up, raised us up with Him. And then what? He seated us with Him in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. He raised us up and He seated us in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. What does our salvation look like? What, is our, what does our relationship with Jesus actually really look like? I think it looks like being seated with Christ in heavenly places. I am seated with Christ in heaven. This is what my salvation looks like. How freeing is that? How simple is that? And when I think of silence and solitude and, and all the ways that you could teach it and explain it, I just see this picture of this heavenly seat. And it's a seat that we all belong to or belong in. It is available for all of us. And it's this gift of relationship that's been given to us through God and is by grace, but it's through faith. But the thing isn't just about faith, it's all about grace, right? Grace is the majority of the story. Grace is the main part of it. That is not just a thing, it is actually the person of Jesus Christ that says, hey, if you want it, it's yours to take. It's unmerited, it's undeserved favour, and it's on offer for each and every single one of us. When we sit, we find a couple of things, okay? And so I wanted to share the two things we find when we're seated in heavenly places. Is that all right? Is this okay? Is this encouraging so far? Okay, let me make it um, a thought applicable for you, okay? The two things that we find when we're seated in heavenly places, the first thing is rest. Everybody say rest. Sounding good, fantastic. Matthew 11 verse 28 says this, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you what? Rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. I love this thought, and this is real technical, real out there, but when you sit, the weight is thrown off. When you sit, all of a sudden, I'm not having to hold my own weight. I'm not, I'm not having to carry around everything that I've been carrying around this week. And maybe there's some things that you've been carrying and it's just been weighing you down. 
I feel God say to us today, come to me all who are weary and who are burdened. I will give you rest. Look at this place of rest. Look at this amazing heavenly seat that we get to have. It's, it's, it's just incredible. Jesus says this, okay, this, this moment of rest, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that you stop, okay? He's not talking about quitting. When Jesus says, hey, I'll give you rest, he's not saying, I'm going to stop doing work in your life. Maybe you're done. Maybe you're too tired. Maybe, maybe it's time for you to hang up the boots and quit. No, he goes on and he says this, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. This yoke is, is such an important image. This yoke would have been used causing two animals to what? To rely on each other, to work together. It would have bound them together so that they could work the field, so they could plough the field, so that they could do whatever it was that they were purposed to do. A yoke joins two animals into one single effort. This yoke prevents one of the other animals from falling if it gets tired. A yoke guides both animals in what? The same direction, in one direction. So it's lighter because you've find your, you found your way to this heavenly seat, but it doesn't mean that you're stopping. As you commit to being yoked to Him, He keeps you from falling, He keeps you moving forward, and He shows you the way. So much so that right as you feel like maybe it's time to give up, He gives you what you need to just keep on going because He, Jesus, is still taking ground. He is still moving forward. He's still showing us the way. And right as you feel like it's time to give up, He gives you what you need. As you sit in this seat, you get the rest you need. You just get a little, uh, just a moment. It's not a rest to stop. It's a rest so that you can actually keep moving forward. It's a rest so that you can continue on in the journey. And, and, and maybe some of us are, are so restless in what we do. We just can't afford to sit down. We just feel like we don't have the time to sit down and to stop. And so you're thinking about finding breakthrough in a certain area of your life and you're just like, oh, Jesus, why don't you just do it? And there's this restlessness about it. You know, you're just like, come on, do it now. I don't know. I just really feel like this is an incredible image for us that actually we don't need to be restless. We don't need to claim it out of fear, but we can claim it out of this faith, this ability to just relax about it. When it comes to that healing, just relax about it. Don't freak out about it. Don't, don't come out of fear. Come out of this faith that just says, I'm dwelling in the most high place and everything's going to be okay. And everything's going to be okay. It's simple. doesn't mean it's easy, okay? Even though it's going to be okay, it doesn't mean that everything will just be perfect the whole way through it, but we don't have to claim it out of restlessness. We can relax about it. So tell yourself to relax, to just rest, to come to Him and to find that rest. That's the first thing. And the second thing, and I love this, is inheritance. Inheritance. Galatians 3 verse 26 says, So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. You are all children of God through faith. We think that the process is that we practice so that we can gain a position. Like maybe you've, you've thought, heard, sorry, all of these 
spiritual practices and thought, yeah, if I, if I can do all of those things, then I'll be accepted into the kingdom of God. If I can do all of those things, then I'll be able to have the best version of my relationship with God that I can get. Where actually the truth is the other way around is our position in Christ that comes first. Our position comes first and then we start the practice, right? <laughs> How can you be saved? How can you find your way to the heavenly places or seated to be seated in heavenly places? Is it through practice? Is it through development? Is it through an online course? No, it is only if you believe in Jesus. And what the Bible says is that you are what? Made into a new creation, that you are born again that there is this new day, there is this moment of being reborn, of, of, of being birthed into something new. That means that actually what we have seated in heavenly places isn't something that we, we process for or we kind of go through the development stages of actually in a moment, in a split second, if you make the decision to follow Jesus and if you've said, He is Lord of my life, He is King of my heart, then this right here is your birthright. It's your inheritance. It's, it's something that you are actually made worthy of. You understand? It's something that you don't have to fight for or stress for. It's yours to take. You're a son. You are a daughter. In Christ Jesus, we are all children of God through faith. We're not trying to get there. We're not hustling to get here. We are there right now. We're here seated in heavenly places. That's where we're at right now in this, in this moment. It already belongs to us. It's like, you know, think of a son and the relationship he has with a father or, or a daughter. You, you, you have the key to the house. You know the code if it's got an electronic door, whatever. You, you know where to go in the house, in the family home. You can, even if you've moved out, you can turn up at any point in time. You can get into the pantry and take the food. You can get into the fridge and, you know, grab out the sparkling water. You can, you can, you can go and do whatever you want. What's in that house is yours because what? You're a son. You're a daughter because you're a child. And, and then what you can do is you can just go ahead and you can sit down. And I don't know what it's like for you, but when I sit down with my, my dad, my earthly dad, like sometimes we don't even really have to talk about much. Like sometimes I'm just in the seat and that's enough. And I know I'm okay there because I'm his son. And so we'll have a little bits of conversations. The conversation, we'll talk about boats. We'll talk about church. Sometimes he'll ask about how you guys might be doing. He'll be like, how's so-and-so? And I'm like, good. He says, I haven't seen them in a while. And I'll be like, they haven't seen you in a while, to be fair. You know, <sighs> yeah. But we, we, like sometimes, sometimes I think about it, I'm like, should I be talking more with my dad? Is this awkward? Uh, do I feel uncomfortable? Or am, I, am I okay with this? And then I realise, well, I mean, it's my dad. What else is there to say? Like, what, what else do I have to do? I don't have to do anything else to be able to like, gain access to this place. Like I have it. The work is done. It is finished. And I love, just as we finish and the team can come, this, this image of being seated, is, it's an idea and is symbolic of a finished work. It's this incredible, beautiful idea of a finished work. Hebrews 1 verse 3 
says this, Jesus, after He had provided purification for our sins, He sat down. He went and sat down, didn't He? He just went ahead and He grabbed a seat. He sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. Jesus sat down on the right-hand side of God the Father, having purchased our sins. Jesus sat down having paid the price for our mistakes so that we could have relationship with Him, Jesus just, He just sat down. You know, in the tabernacle of the Old Testament, there wouldn't have been too many seats. There was, of course, the mercy seat. But when it came to the priests and the, the role that the priests had, there wouldn't have been any time for them to actually sit down. It's not appropriate. They would, they would have tables. They would have had other bits of, bits of furniture and things, and you can read the design and the detail of it. But there, there wouldn't have been any space for a priest to go and rest. Because in the Old Testament, this priest always had a job to do. He was always having to atone for the sins of God's people, always having to do this atoning work, trying to, trying to sacrifice constantly to make up for the mistakes of the people. It would be constant. It would be ongoing. It would never stop. And so they could never really go ahead and take a seat. And then Jesus arrives on the scene and He, of course, is this fulfilment of this prophetic image that He would, in one act, pay all of those, pay, pay that sacrifice for all of those sins and all of those mistakes. And in that act, Jesus, once and for all, He just paid for our sins. Then the, the curtain in that temple was torn and we have access to what was called the Holy of Holies where there's one special priest could go and no one else could go in there. And it was a kind of a dangerous place to go, but now it's been fully opened and we have access all the time because Jesus turned up on the scene and He said, guys, I'm gonna be the sacrifice. And, and we often think, man, they, they took His life. Oh, they murdered Him. How dare they? But that's not how it went. He gave His life for us. He actually laid His life down for each and every one of us. So Jesus sits down. He's removed the need for any priest to make any more sacrifices. He is now the High Priest. He is the One. He undoes the work of all of the others. They are no, now no longer needed and we can rest knowing that our sins are forgiven, that our relationship with Him is restored, that we are close with Him, that we don't have to hustle. We don't have to stress. We now have access all the time to the Most High Place. Psalm 91 says that whoever dwells in the Most High Place in the shelter of the Lord. They receive protection. They are under the shadow of His wing. That they have His angels, they are, they are with them, guiding and concerning them. What is the most high place? Then is now not a place, it's a person. What was the most high place is now the most high person and it's the person of Jesus Christ. It's just Him. It's all about him. So Psalm 91, we read, it's kind of this amazing image. Ephesians 2, we read, it's this incredible idea that we can be seated with Christ in heavenly places. And these two scriptures, these parts of the Bible are not for special people. Sorry if you thought you were one of the special. It's for every person. There are no special requirements for this. 
Jesus has already done that. Jesus already paid that price. He already has done that work. There's, there's nothing more that you and I have to do. We all qualify for this. It's our inheritance. We are here now and this is exactly where we need to be. The young, the old, the theologian, the intellect, the new to Christianity, the sinner, which by the way is every single one of us. We all qualify to sit in this beautiful heavenly seat. And I know I've got a a seat that's literally on the stage, but I'm not talking about actually finding a physical seat somewhere. It doesn't even say, hey, those that dwell in, in, in the church, It doesn't say those that dwell and and play five hours of worship. It doesn't say those that dwell and and pray this amount of time, whatever. It, It just says those that come and dwell in the most high place. Dwelling with Jesus, that's all it is. That's what it that's what it looks like for us. Each and every one of us, we qualify for it. Don't let anyone ever tell you that you need to get up and get to work because this is about Jesus. It's about what He has done for us. It's not about what we can do for ourselves. So it's time that some of us take a seat. It's time we just take a seat. You know, like, oh, how long do I have to sit there for? All of eternity, forever. And you don't have to, but man, I don't know about you, I want to. That's what I, that's what I want, that's what I desire. It's what we all should desire is to be able to just to sit with Jesus in this seat of protection, this seat of rest, this seat of inheritance. It's a seat that destroys the work of the enemy in our life, destroys whatever we feel maybe is a curse in our life and replaces it with a blessing. It's a seat of faith, not fear. It's a seat of love. It's a seat of humility, but it's also a seat of honour. What an honour it is that we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. It's a seat of provision and it's a seat of salvation and it's Jesus' rightful place. But Jesus says that it's our rightful place as well. We are welcome to it. We are invited to it. He says, come on in, come and dwell. Just come and dwell. So for us today, Jesus followers, we're called to dwell on the Most High and we're called to be seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. That's it. That's what it's all about. I'm in Christ. I am in Christ. And uh, I wanna pray today to finish right now for anyone that feels, maybe things have gotten very busy in life. Just with every eye closed, with every head bowed and online too. Maybe you feel like just life is kind of, is getting away from you. And uh, I mean, this whole idea is this idea of rest, this idea of having peace. Maybe you never thought, like you, you don't know how to find that peace, but there is a perfect peace. There is a peace that transcends all understanding. It's a peace that comes and it doesn't make sense because it's so stormy out there, because it's so rough out there, because sometimes that journey is so tough, but there is a peace that is available for each and every one of us. Maybe you feel like you've just gotten so busy and you've forgotten what real rest is. It's your inheritance. You're worth it. You were worth it when Jesus died on the cross for you and you're worth it today. And He just invites you in and says, come and take a seat. Come and sit with me, Jesus says. 
in heavenly places. If that's you, I just would love to pray for you. If you're, if that's, if, if you're just like, man, you know what? I'd love to know what that rest is. Right now, I'm gonna pray. Father, we just thank You so much for Your Word today. Oh, there's no one like You, Jesus. I have never met anyone who was even remotely close to You, who You are, to Your love, to Your grace. Pray right now to the busy soul where they know rest. Lord, even where they sit, even as they just sit right now, God, would they know Your divine rest for their life. They don't have to work for it. They don't have to strive for it. You call us Your child. You see us as Your sons and daughters. We have the right to just barge on in. Oh, we don't have to say the right things. We don't have to dress the right way. We don't have to come all put together. But God, You take us just as we are in our imperfect way. You say, come. You say, come and I'll give you rest. You say, come and you'll find freedom. You say, come and I'll bring salvation into your life. And so we just declare that right now, Lord, over every person in this room, the one that is feeling busy, that is feeling stressed, who feels like they don't have the time to just be with you, that from today and even in this moment, God, would they experience your peace? Oh, your peace, would it just surround them right now? Holy Spirit, we invite you just to begin to speak to us right now. Holy Spirit, come and move in this place. Holy Spirit, I pray that we wouldn't just see this as a physical doing, but God, it would just be who we are. It's just about being with You. Father, I thank You for it. I declare right now, peace and rest in the Name of Jesus. Thank You, Lord. And for anyone in the room who doesn't know Jesus, I wanna pray just quickly that today would be your day to find salvation. For anyone in the room who's like, you know what? I'm far from God. I don't know Him. Uh, maybe I have, you have known Him, but you know it's time to come back. Let me just say something. This seat is still here for you. His seat is still available for you. You can just come on in and take a seat. All of us are welcome at all times. You are worthy of it. He has made you worthy of it. All you have to do is just say, Jesus, I believe in You. I believe in You. If that's you, just with every eye closed, I'd love to invite you to just raise your hand. I'm gonna count to three and you can just do that really quickly. It's such an amazing moment. What an important moment to say, yes, Jesus, I'm starting a journey with you. If that's you, check your hand up on three. One, two, three. Amazing here. God sees you. God knows you. God loves you. Amazing. Anyone else? Just for a moment longer. So good. Father, I thank You for these ones. Oh, we thank You, Lord, for Your salvation, Lord, for Your covering. Right now, we just declare, Lord, what, what is in the past is gone. New creations in the Name of Jesus. We thank You for that idea of being born again. Oh God, that we could come into right standing with You, that we'd be out to step into being a new creation. Right now, we just declare it, Lord, for these ones, Lord, over their life, where they turn from what's old and turn towards the new, it's You. It's just You, Jesus. But they know Your leadership and Your guidance, that this journey is not about being perfect, but it's just about the process and taking step by step with You, following You, Jesus, going Your way. In the mighty Name of Jesus, everybody said, We hope you enjoyed this message. If you're wondering what the next step in your faith journey looks like, please get in touch with us. 
Email us at info.annasbrook.co.nz or visit our website.